Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I found out about the horrible plight of the Hawaiian leper colonies on the island of Wakakuki. So I took my Catholic vows and I went to the Grand Island of Wakakuki in the Hawaiian chain. All right. And I devoted my life to helping those who everyone else had passed over as the lepers. All right. This was my mission. All right. And how did that work out for you? I had died. (laughs) (laughs) But later I was made a saint by the Holy Catholic Church. Which is nice, I guess. So I got the debt going for me, but my arm fell off. So it's a trade. There you go. Life all is right. all about balance. So yeah, did, you, did your arm fall off before or after you died? Yes. Uh, a little from column A and a little from column B. Okay, so one <laughs> arm at a time. Now, now, Ben, let me ask you, or excuse me, Father Damien, like, how do you decide on the voices that you're going to do for the episode? Do they just come to you like in some kind of like fever dream or do you plan and plot these things out thoroughly? Well, this was a combination of a couple things. Uh, I, I looked up at the Father Damien and I said, where is Father Damien from? And he was from the Belgium. And I don't know how to do the Flemish accent. And I thought back to my childhood and I said, what great man with the funky accent and an accordion would make this work? And it was none other than Lawrence Welk. All right. So this is, (laughs) so you're hearkening back to your Lawrence Welk days. That's correct. All right. Okay. There needs to be some bubbles in the picture then. Yeah. Well, Myron Florin will be here in a little bit to lead us in a polka. <laughs> Unfortunately, the in lepers the don't like that because most of their feet have fallen off and now. In the polka. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're having fun with it, Dr. Damien of the lepers. I guess they're hey. probably not very good at the uh, the uh, hokey pokey, right? Because they put their left foot in, but they, and they just back out. It just stays, it just stays there. there. It just yeah. stays there. Okay. I meant no offense to anyone of the Catholic faith or uh, or. Ben, they got they got, they got enough problems. I think. I don't think um, your yes. your gentle ribbing is is is, yeah, this is just uh, the distraction actually, they needed. <laughs> in that, well, one, I don't think they have internet. Uh, two, um, they're not Patreons. And uh, three, the big thing is there are only six left on that uh, leper colony. Oh, okay. It's not leprosy. I mean, that was always the thing is we, you know, dump the biblical name on folks. It's an actual uh, uh, sickness. Um, And, you know, it's hard. Are they down with the sickness? (laughs) Well, they are down. Uh, But I would be too. Wow. Wow. Uh, the other thing I need to get out of the way, I need to, uh, as far as like sound checks, I'm not sure if you're picking up the fan in the background. Not at all. Nope. Okay. Because we are in day four with no air conditioning in my apartment. Ah, I would move. I'd have, I wouldn't have last made and, it through uh, day one. Of no air conditioning. I, I'm literally on my third t-shirt of the evening mm. and, uh, Just take it off, baby. Just take yeah. it off. Well, it, it will be happening. It's becoming a wet t-shirt contest, and mm-hmm. I'm just producing <laughs> the uh, wetness myself. Mm-hmm. But, nice. uh, 
So yeah, so uh, we're here. We're joined today by James Thomas, who just wanted to join in on the Highlander Fund. So James is here because I'm back, baby. Because this episode is called the Quickening. The Quickening, Deep Space Nine, season four, episode twenty-four, episode two hundred and ninety something. A dork trick. Good God. Oh my God. Let me check. Uh, hang on here. We not are. Canceled yet. Nope, not canceled yet. You guys are. <laughs> network keeps trying. You know, there, there, there's these letter writing campaigns. Yeah. Two, three, 294th episode of Dork Trek. People keep sending jelly beans into the, to the uh, home office. Yeah. And that's a sign that they don't want us to be canceled. Yes. They're so I, I got a, a proposition, uh, Bob. Yes. So. I, we we've got the the Patreon thing, going, yes, right, and and people donate money and stuff, yes, and and we're very appreciative of that donation, yes, because they are the awesome supporters that this show uh, needs and deserves. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, we may not be the podcast you want, but we are the podcast you need. Yes. So could we do something? to encourage Patreons and in honor of our 300th episode that's coming up to I mean, do we'll, what we'll, we'll say we'll do something, but we never commit. So, so I, all right. So here, just, <laughs> you know, is, my, my feeling about it in bed is why the fuck do we have to do something? Shouldn't they do something for us? Well, like, that's right. That's, we're great. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe like, they that's can, what I'm thinking. They can record some stuff about how we've changed their landscape of their boring daily lives. Maybe those lazy fuckers, can do something for us. We've been doing yeah. this podcast for almost eight years. These bums can get off their duff and help us out. Maybe make an episode of us. And all I got to do is put together a bunch of people saying nice things about how wonderful we are. That I, that see, but that that's anybody could do that. I, yeah. I don't. The, but I'm saying something the Patreons could do. Uh, I think they do enough. They give us uh, give us money. Yeah, exactly. They, but what about if if there was a new Patreon? What if it was somebody who was not already a Patreon uh-huh. and they donated three hundred dollars? That's one dollar <laughs> for each episode that we've recorded at that point. So, in honor of the three hundredth episode, somebody out there, some generous listener, donates three hundred dollars um, a month, and then what they get back for that? Love and appreciation from us much, uh, around the world. Nudes, uh, tasteful nudes. We could uh, we could take a screenshot of the all four of our, us, all of our genitals, and then pass it around <laughs> to each of us. And we could like autograph it, and they could get like an autographed cast picture. What if that's that's kind of a fun idea? What if we did like? Um, what if we all dipped our balls or private areas in some color paint and just like put them onto? Uh, a piece of paper, like a stamp, if you will, a stamp of our genitals, and then mailed those around. Do you want me to get a yeast infection? No, but what I'm saying is, I mean, I'm sure there's so I mean, I wouldn't you really use your boobies. It. Yeah, you could use your hooters. Um, okay. So the problem with that, though, <laughs> like is that Dennis, anybody, Dennis, you're such a child. <laughs> if anybody has bought something from my table at the various conventions over the years, you've already bought one of those without knowing it. Oh, okay. You so you put your penis in what pages? It's supposed to be America. Is your did you ink with your shine? Uh, any of them that were adult only. I don't know. Hmm. 
I still like your uh, I still like your web comic book. You're doing like Facebook jokes way back in whenever this came out. Trendsetter. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's a Facebook gag right there that Ben did. Look at that. Oh, that was uh, the Save Christmas uh, special. Yeah, Ben, help Save Christmas. Change your profile pic to your favorite Christmas picture and let Big Oil know you want to save Christmas. I think it's great. I I, I was making making fun of slacktivism even then. Yeah. And this was, I mean, this was a long time ago. Like, this was. Remind me. 2011, Ben's making quality Facebook gags. Wow. Actually, that joke was probably 2010. All right, Ben, I'm not your fucking biographer, man. I don't I'm, know just, I'm just saying, you know, the book came out in 2011, but the comics had already appeared online. Early. All right. Here I am trying to give you credit for being creative and you're being... I'm just saying I was even more creative. Hey, let's, let's bring back Damien. He seemed pretty cool. <laughs> So to interject, Bob, uh, because I haven't said a damn thing in like 10 minutes, uh, I will volunteer to be that new Patreon in exchange for everything you talked about if you will change $300 to 300 cents. No, that's not worth it for me. I the mean, price of the Catholic balls is a lot more than that. Yeah, Ben's penis is magnificent. Um, it, it deserves... Much, it, much has, it has been known around Father Mulcahy. He, he said it was what you would refer to as tiny but adorable. Played by Renee Abergeshara in the movie, who in is the, movie, the, yeah. the director of this episode called The Quickening. Again, um, not one mention of Highlander, which is just the worst. disappointing. Which really, the episode, I watched it again today. Because it was months ago when I watched it previously. It really shouldn't have been called The Quickening. Like, that was a minor, minor part of the show. I would have called it The Blight. Well, isn't that the name of the disease they all get? They all get the disease. The disease is called The Quickening? The the, the the disease is The Blight. The Quickening is, yeah, it's like stage four. Okay, so that's when you die. Yeah. All right. That's when you go see Space Kevorkian. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, again, there wasn't a place for Adrian Paul in this somewhere, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure he was, uh, he was begging for work somewhere at, at this point. Well, what year was this? This came out in 1996. Um, Highlander, the series. Highlander was still in its heyday in 96. It didn't, it didn't even go off till 98. I think season four of Highlander was uh, 96, and that was the best season, in my opinion. Well, when we get to a certain number of Patreons, maybe we'll do a Highlander podcast. After the- I, 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 would, I would do that. James, let somebody else speak, for God's sake. <laughs> he was saving it all. I know. <laughs> I'm here for one was, purpose, Bob. Put him back was, in a cage. Was there already another Highlander podcast? Because if there is, we'll have to take it out. Because as you know, with uh, Highlander podcasts, there can be only one. I, I was going to say, if there is not already a podcast called There Can Be Only One Podcast, then somebody is really dropping the ball. But if there's more than one episode of it, then they failed. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting query there because you could only do one episode one time. I mean, they somehow managed to make several movies and a TV series about 
this guy who was supposed to be the last immortal. So if they can do that, then they can come up with a podcast. Two TV people shows and a cartoon. There was a cartoon. There was a cartoon. Oh, I didn't know about that. about Quentin McCloud. About Clinton McCloud was he a Quentin. black black Quentin. dude? There's <laughs> a black Clinton McCloud. What's up, y'all? I'm Clinton McCloud. Nice to meet y'all. Black Irish. That's me. <laughs> Scottish Bob. Scottish. I am this close to just kicking you off of this fucking podcast. <laughs> like you are like you're treading on thin ice, my friend. All right, I'll get back to what I was doing uh, previous to this. Yeah. You might hear uh, some typing. So we are talking about the quickening, the 96th episode. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple, pretty easy. Um, who wants to discuss? Uh, someone but James. Who wants to talk about what this episode is about? <laughs> What a gracious host. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm not the host. We're all the hosts. Okay, so you're talking about how I predicted Facebook jokes back in uh, the late 2010s. Uh, the thing that this episode predicted was pop-up ads. Yeah. You go to the replicator, you order your food, and... <laughs> you installed spyware. I um, wish basically just put a replicator virus in. Pretty there. sure Worf would call it uh, malware. Okay. And I like how they show up. I mean, what is it? Quark, Odo, O'Brien, and Worf basically showed up for their check that week. Mm-hmm. Yes. When, you know, uh, Captain uh, um, Cisco at the end. Yeah. Like they had, and then Kira basically, I mean, was the same thing it's like what are you guys is this like vacation week for you guys or something kira got in some some quality masturbation time in that yeah (laughs) yeah kira was essentially playing the the mother of the 15 year old kid that takes his girlfriend out on a date like okay i'm gonna drive you to the mall i'll sit in the parking lot and read Mm -hmm. at 10 at 7 30 meet me at the the food court and then i'll take you and your little girlfriend home okay all right cool i'll see you later See, I thought she, I, I kept calling her Michael Collins to my daughter while we were watching this. And I was like, yep, she's the Michael Collins of this mission. Just Great reference, man. Floating around. It's, yeah, it, his, his mall, the teenage mom thing was way better uh, because nobody cares about space anymore. Nobody cares about space anymore. It's a thing called NASA. It's the reason we have uh, oh, yeah. these Star Treks. The Star, I'm sorry, what was Star, that? Star Treks. <laughs> Star tracks, man. You know the tracks of the stars. It, it's where you run track in space. I'd watch that show. Maybe you heard of it. A little thing called uh, Neil Armstrong walking on Mars for the first time back in the nineteen thirties <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> All right. First off, it was the moon, and second off, it was a soundstage, bro. All right. Let's get your let's get your shit straight. Uh, Stanley Kubrick directed it. Yeah, Stan, Stanley Kubrick directed it because I mean, like, now if, if you watch The Shining, directed by Mr. Stanley Kubrick, you will see a pattern in the carpet that looks like the Saturn V rocket. And as as little Danny is driving his 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 tricycle, tricycle, his big wheel, three wheels. How many people were supposed to be on the Mars mission? That was three. Okay, now them carpet stains and, and designs look like the, the Saturn V rocket. And as he's driving, it looks like they are being launched in space. This is one of the many, the many telltale signs that Stanley Kubrick 
who was dying inside from his guilty conscience. He had to reveal his secret some way, and he used the shining to reveal that secret. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, you know what, man? I like, out of all the conspiracies I think that are out there, my favorite ones are the Kennedy assassination and the moon landing. Like, those are my two favorite ones. I know Buzz Armstrong really loves the moon landing. I know. He punched that one guy in the face. Buzz Armstrong? (laughs) Yeah, Buzz Buzz Armstrong. Armstrong. (laughs) Little known fact, when they came back from the moon, there was only two people on the... uh, Yeah. Because Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong had merged. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when they went through the radiation belt. It formed, made their bodies form together as one body. I may have mentioned that it's extremely hot. There was... uh, My favorite uh, Buzz Aldrin moment is when he's on 30 Rock and uh get out of my sky yeah liz lemon is coming to see him for some reason and he's yelling at the moon for being out during the day (laughs) (laughs) we had an agreement (laughs) get out of my sky (laughs) i gotta go back and rewatch 30 rock it's just one of those things i like i I gotta go i gotta watch it i gotta see it i just found out about the percentage uh likability thing on netflix Mm mm-hmm like you go through and it tells you, oh, based on your other viewing habits, you're X percent likely to like this. And so I feel so bad and I have to apologize to uh, Jenny about this because mm-hmm. it gave me a 99% for BoJack mm-hmm. and is the only 99%. Even Star Trek only makes it to 98%. And you're still not watching it. Oh, no, I'm going to this weekend just because okay. like, I give up. Even okay. Netflix has conspired now. You guys love that show. Like, I watched the first season, and I thought it was pretty good. But, I mean, like, I've heard it gets really deep and emotional. It, it really does. Every every season, there's at least one moment that it just feels like it was written for me in particular. Uh, it's it's really name. good. I don't need self-analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. I just enjoy it. I, I, hate, my, I hate myself quite a bit already. But that's why I like it because I'm watching a cartoon horse who hates himself as much as I hate myself. So it's like, cool. You get it. You get it, man. You get it, horse dude. Yeah. Can, can I survive this though? Uh, yes. I don't want to be in the the bathroom at work, you know, sucking off a twelve gauge shotgun, you know, crying to myself that my mommy didn't love me enough. I mean, well, don't, don't do watch it at work. Bad. I mean, do, yeah. just do that at home. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I I can go ahead and warn you that there's going to be a moment that as I watched it, I was like, maybe it's best that Ben doesn't watch this show. Oh, Christ. Oh, okay. I would like to watch it just to see if I can find that moment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can all all email in your results of what you think the answer will be. That's what episode 300 will be. (laughs) Our predictions on where Ben lost all faith in life. And then then episode 301 will be us mourning his untimely (laughs) demise because he finished BoJack Horseman. Good show there. Check it out. Yeah. Hey, you know, if I do do something, I don't blame you guys. If so. I do, do you said do do? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Patreons and, and they would never steer me wrong. Do do. They would steer me to do do, but that's because of my German ancestry. Wait, why? Anyway, Quark has installed malware on the <laughs> replicator. We get a good close up shop. Of the uh, the DS9 mugs that were introduced, I really want one of those metal mugs. <laughs> See, this wasn't the metal one though. This was another one of the uh, like the weird, yeah, the with ceramic the ceramic one. 
Yeah, the ceramic one with the weird. T- I like the I like the DS Nine travel mug more, like the metal oh, one with the, the the sticker thing on it. Ben, your tea set is amazing, by the way. Do you have look? I was going to actually make Earl Grey tonight, but uh, yeah, it is way too hot to have any kind of you know cooking or heating element. Now, how many cups did you get with your tea set? It comes with four. So the nice. next time you guys are in town, we can actually have a tea party. And mm-hmm. have Earl Grey. Cute. That's, that sounds it's amazing. The, it's got the teapot, uh, then cream and sugar. Followed by a tea bag party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were going to do that anyway. Yeah, but now, now we just have an excuse because we have the Picard stuff. Now, if you're a member of the 700 Club, you get to, uh, for the patrons who donate $700, you actually get to see the video from the last tea party we had. It was just us watching six million dollar man clips on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> after Jenny had after Jenny had tapped out because she just wanted mm-hmm. to go. Him fighting Bigfoot. Yeah. Him fighting Bigfoot and then thinking how much how awesome a Dwayne Rock Johnson Fall Guy reboot would be. That was Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. See now I'm sad I missed it. <laughs> It's amazing. I'm telling you. Dwayne, it's two in the morning. I want to go to sleep. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the fall guy. It right. Would be great. Write it. Do it right now. That would be the best shit in the whole wide world. Would you accept a movie instead of a TV show? No. Yeah, it have to be a movie. No, have to... no I want a TV show. A series? He ain't doing TV, he's, man. He's not, yeah, he's not coming TV's back. TV's where the money is. Dwayne Johnson does TV. He's on Ballers. Yeah, but that's, that's an HBO. Right. That's an HBO show, that's though. Exactly. It's not TV. It's HBO. And that's like, isn't? I haven't seen Ballers, but isn't that it's, much it's like? It's like an entourage for sports or something. I never watched Entourage, so I'm not sure. Uh, I can tell you it's good. It looks like it. I haven't, it, I haven't watched Entourage or Ballers, but I think it looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, Dennis has no frame of reference on any of this, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine with him. Yeah. It's marketed the same way. <laughs> it, it is kind of marketed the same way, isn't it? This is a show for dudes. Yeah. I will say that Dwayne Johnson could reboot whatever he wanted and I would watch it. I don't even care. Uh, I haven't seen, I can't remember the last rock movie I've seen, but he, I know he enjoys rebooting television programs and video games. So it's Jumanji like, why not, why not do the fall? Jumanji guy? was good. I heard Jumanji was great. I didn't mm-hmm. see that one. It's fantastic. Yeah, I was loved very it. surprised. Better than the Robin Williams one? No, but it was mm. a great homage to it. Okay. All right. There was a, uh, Honest Trailers did, uh, I want to say it was Jumanji prior to um no they did rampage uh prior to skyscraper coming out and they made the joke that it's another dwayne johnson movie where he does the same thing that he does in all of his other movies so now that's the kind of like the stint that my wife is on i said hey we didn't go see skyscraper she said well it's just the same movie he always does to which i said hey i love that movie (laughs) (laughs) um skyscraper was the one that was kind of like die hard right yeah, yeah, it was like Die Hard and the Towering Inferno. Disabled Die Hard. <laughs> Disabled Die Hard? Yeah, he's a veteran one. Die Hard. Don't forget to donate to DAV this summer when you Is go see Is he a war him. veteran in the movie? Well, he lost his leg somehow, and that's the cool way to lose legs. Well, well wait a minute. So in the movie, he plays the guy with one leg? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Yep. I, I missed that. How did I miss that in all the movies? There's lost like a scene in, in the trailer where his leg, his, uh, his robot leg saves his life. Yeah. He has a robot leg? Wow. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you don't. Lieutenant Dan, you got magic legs. 
this movie has everything. I can't believe it didn't do better than it did in the theaters. But I guess all of his movies do well in China, so nobody cares, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like that's kind of his thing. Like his movies don't do great here, but they do great overseas. So that's why he's keeps doing all these movies, right? I didn't know, but that I guess that makes sense. Because he's like the biggest action star in the world, but just kind of okay. He's like Noel Gallagher. Like all over the world, people love Noel Gallagher. But here in the United States, they're just like, yeah, whatever. It's okay. We need to find a way to have our podcast uh, become popular in China. Get the Chinese money, son. Yeah, that's right. That ching chong chang. I'm big in France. <laughs> Step one, don't say ching chong chang. <laughs> that could have that could have meant something in their language, man. I don't know. Man, they love that stuff. Hell yeah, man. They don't know nothing anyway. That's right. <laughs> Do they even know it's Christmas? Hell no, nah, man. Ain't my fault they don't speak no English. <laughs> Look, man, I love number seven, Happy Family. All right, man, get off my face. They should know our podcast is tariff-free. So. It is. We great. We great. <laughs> so, yeah, um, anyway, so the quickening um, – I don't even remember how this all starts. I saw, I watched it. They got a distress oh, call. Uh, uh, they're going to the gamma quadrant for something, right. which they, in previous episodes, they made it seem like, oh, we can't go to the gamma quadrant unless we're in the Defiant because it's so dangerous over there. But now these three, you know, bozos are just rolling around in a runabout. Yeah. I think they were going to go pick up a plot device. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> The MacGuffin generators are out of order over <laughs> on the <board> colony. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, and now they've introduced that there's, and I don't know if I've missed this previously, but they talk about Dominion space. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there is a, re, like there's a designated, okay, this is the borders of Dominion space where before it was like pretty much, you know, the Dominion was like, stay on your side of the wormhole. Yeah. So it went from Norfolk is our territory to well okay really just stat again that's our territory so yeah because that's the one thing that i find confusing about the gamma quadrant is like i just assumed it was all like patrolled and dominated by the dominion but like you said it seems like they have like strongholds in certain areas and some of it is kind of i guess that makes sense because in the first couple you know before they run into the dominion or the jemadar or any of those people they're able to move around freely without getting their shit fucked up but, we, but we start hearing about them pretty quick where they're like, oh, you haven't heard of those yeah. guys. Mm. But like the, the, the Tulaberry wine people mm-hmm. are like, they're trade partners with the Dominion. You know, people have right. normal relationships with the Dominion other than just being dominated by them sexually. See, I don't understand that. What would the Dominion have any interest in Tulaberry wine when they're all like smack addicts? I don't know. You know? Maybe I the, mean, maybe uh, just want to change things up. The changelings just like to pour it all over themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's that's what the lake is made of. They have these eyes wide shut parties. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the weirdest eyes wide shut stuff. Suck it off of them with straws, <laughs> <laughs> and they make their own straws out of their own kind yeah. of beings. Yeah, <laughs> they just look like ant eaters. Yeah, weird. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this tulaberry wine is wonderful. Drink it off my hot body. Let me make myself into a cup for you so it's easier. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ben, go look on the internet right now and see if there's any, like, uh, changeling 
fan fiction. Hell, why do I have to do this? Why does my browser history Because have to- I know that you know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the bodies are buried. The founder of Vorta slash fiction somewhere that involves Tulaberry wine. <laughs> if not, let's start writing one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Changelings turn their assholes into cups and they pour. Come on, <laughs> Drink from my anus, way. <laughs> Wet your beak on this, baby. <laughs> Dip your weird ears in here. <laughs> Who's ready for a screen share? <laughs> it only took that long. Oh my god! <laughs> well, well, if it's in your bookmarks, it's a lot easier. <laughs> it's really not fair. <laughs> See, I knew it's I knew right that. under the werebear porn. I'm waiting for this like I'm waiting for my microwave pizza meal. Come on, let's go. What's taking so long? I, I, I got to find a good <laughs> mouth one. mouth is watering. You're ready for it. <laughs> That's right. My mouth is ready. Yeah, um, no, I, I've, I've accidentally found other. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what that one was. Know, I'm trying to see in your glasses reflection. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes incognito. Now's the time when we need a little bit of a privacy. (laughs) (laughs) I heard your pants unzip though. He's not wearing pants. No, it's, it's too hot for pants. No, there's actually not a lot. I mean, I, I've come across some trill stuff, which I'm like, why is there trill stuff? But maybe I'm just my search. I gotta, I gotta refine my search term. So you guys keep talking. Okay. You're going to keep looking. Yeah. Ben's gonna uh, peruse the internet for tulaberry wine porn. Yeah, I, I spelled tulaberry wrong, and uh, you ended up in a really odd place. I I uh, I was. Um, You're gonna save that for later. I think is what he's saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the download stuff to do. Where is the damn? Uh, I can't find the thing I'm looking for. Too much porn. Got to clean that mess up. Too much. Too much. Is that really a thing, though? Too much porn. I mean, how much do you need? How much do you need to save? You don't need. Go go through and clean up your porn collection. Yeah, come on, (laughs) babe. What happened? There's so much happening here on the street. I didn't see any tulaberry there. I didn't see it. I just saw Kirk going like this. Yeah. That, that's my reaction right now. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Stop being such a cock tease. Yeah. <clears throat> I was all ready to jerk it. <laughs> I didn't know you had an it to jerk, but that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a universal turn. <laughs> Exactly. It is. It is. It is. I always heard it. Uh, Mike and Bob called it stir the. Uh, not Mike Who? and Bob. Was it Mike? I was and, like, no, not Mike and Bob. Uh, the, the ones in DC that I used you're to. You're talking watch. about me to me. <laughs> so, I'm talking to. I'm looking hey, Bob, at. Have you ever listened to Mike and Bob? Hey, hey, Mike. Bob. Never. Mike, and, Mike Bob. and Bob call it roughing up the suspect. That was Alfredo Torres's turn for it. What? What? Jenny? What was the show in DC I used to listen to? Oh, Jesus. You listen to it too. It's the two guys that were not as funny as Mike and Bob. I thought I remember Elliot in the morning. They had them Don, on up there. Don, Don and Mike. Don and Mike. Oh, Don okay. and Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys were awesome, and they they called it stirring the soup when chicks did it. 
Okay. And because the lady on the sex hotline uh, actually sued the company mm-hmm. because she had carpal tunnel. Uh, <laughs> and um, it was like she blamed the company they, for – They actually the, made her <laughs> masturbate while she was on the phone? No, they didn't. That's why she lost the lawsuit because they were yeah. like, hey, lady – uh, that we didn't make you do that. You was hey, that shit. This phone sex line has integrity. <laughs> well, that was she wanted to give a more authentic experience to her uh, customers. I am a craftsman, sir. <laughs> she said, "I should." I just realized I'm not safe searching. God, help are me. you ready for the sex, girls? Incognito. God damn it! I'm stuck on the term "stirring the soup." Like, yeah, I don't really get that. Like, am I supposed to use a spoon? Your vagina is a bowl. You, you, your finger is the spoon. It's it's like it's, it's, it's like poi, it's like poi poi. That's that's the sound we used to make for. Are you ready for the sex? Girl? I mean, have you guys ever actually seen a woman masturbate? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> What's a woman? <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought you you may have uh, uh Jenny, this missed, is missed out look i've got the bookmarks for that i'll send those <laughs> to you. i am a star what? trek fan and i do not appreciate that uh you have diminished the the series uh by talking about these things uh, letter writing, I, 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 writing I, campaign here it goes <laughs> I, I feel that i cannot be part of this as you diminish my integrity as a star trek fan and this deviates from the original and uh, you, you're you're selling out to the social justice warriors. Gene Roddenberry would never do that. That's not what they do in the 24th century. No, Gene Roddenberry would, uh, you know, get some chick drunk, rape her at a party, and be like, "Hey, I scored no, last no, night." I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm going to take. I'm that saying out. he might. I will say that I was reading the second half of the 50 year book, Ben, and I guess it was during his. It was the fucking. I laid in, I, I read the book. I read it right before I went to bed. I read this passage. I giggled hysterically, closed the book, and proceeded to lay in bed giggling hysterically for like the next 10 minutes when Gene Roddenberry was telling one of the young writers, I guess she wrote this script about joy or something. It's like something, the joy. And Gene Roddenberry was talking about his joy and his how his joy was when streams and streams of cum <laughs> <laughs> now in the background <laughs> yeah. and i closed the book and laid in bed and giggled for like 15 minutes like the thought of gene roddenberry telling someone that his definition of joy was when streams and streams of cum came out of his penis i wish i knew what page it was on i'd go find it and read it you know what i'm gonna go look talk amongst yourselves I'll be right back. <laughs> no that that book uh have you read that was- part ben uh, no, I've I'm already uh, I've gotten in volume two. I'm just now at Enterprise, oh. and uh, even though they overlap some, you haven't gotten like, to the streams of jizz yet. Oh no, the streams of jizz. Yeah, that was uh, just after he was talking about uh, the motion picture when he brought that back, and they were talking about uh, you know his his vision for uh, for the motion picture, and he was like, yeah, we got to show that that people in the future are are more open sexually. So in the background, we need to have people, you know, scantily clad. And, and you remember the planet from Justice? He wanted yeah. TNG to be like that all over Earth. Or he wanted Earth in the motion picture. He wanted that like all in the background. He's like, yeah, and if we could get some, you know, some, maybe some lesbians in the background and some homosexuals. <laughs> and, and just have people having all kinds of, maybe a couple of threesomes going on. Just to show that we're more open to this in the future. Mm-hmm. 
I like this vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he was, oh my God. I, my favorite though, Bob, when you get to volume two. I'm on, I'm on it now. Okay. So when they're talking about uh, uh, Voyager, they're going to be, you know, it's like, oh yeah, but see, we didn't really gel with the actress that was on for the first four seasons. And so we brought seven of nine in because we, we interviewed her and we, we did a screen test and we just thought she brought something to the character that it, it people just you know bad people are always saying that it was about looks and it was about the sex kitten aspect and and tna all the time and it was nothing about that and so you get like four or five writers oh it was the integrity of the character it was <laughs> how she brought the drama to the show and they go through all this and then they get to the executive producer and he goes we need more tna on the show to get young viewers in and uh, that worked. I, I was a of big fan of her uh, integrity both of them yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is from Tracy Torme. Tracy <laughs> no. Torme. And she submitted an outline for this is on page 84 of book two. Tracy Torme's a guy. It's uh, Mel Torme's son. Yeah, May Tor- Mel Torme's son. Um, and he, he submitted a, 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 an outline for a story called Genius is Pain, which was about five pages long. And one day I'm sitting in my office and Roddenberry calls me in. He sounded lit, like he was not all there. He started with, hello, friend, and he went into this long, rambling speech. Uh, I love the title of your outline, Genius is Pain, because let me tell you something. Genius is pain. You're absolutely right. But in fact, all of life is basically divided into two things, pleasure and pain. And then he started um, to list things that he found painful, the pain of dealing with network executives, the pain of going through a divorce, the pain of seeing your children's face when you tell them you don't love your, uh, their mother anymore, oh the pain of spending 18 straight hours writing a perfect scene and someone says it has to be changed for some fucking stupid reason. So he just goes on and on. It was really one for the ages. And I was wondering when this was going to come to an end. So finally, he comes up for air and says, as for pleasure, my idea of pleasure is waves and waves and waves of cum exploding out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Truly a visionary. (laughs) Great that he had countless ways to define pain, but just one for pleasure. Waves and waves waves of cum a veritable ocean of cum exploding out of me uh he goes on to say i was absolutely shocked and he said it in sort of an irish voice that i quickly covered the phone as hard as i could and stuck in my head out the window uh and i started uncontrollably laughing i couldn't believe what i had heard uh and it was said to me by a leprechaun That's one of my favorite passages. Yes, that was, I giggled about that for 10 minutes laying in bed. And it made me realize that this podcast is more Star Trek than you could possibly ever imagine. (laughs) (laughs) When the creator of the show says his version of uh, pleasure is waves and waves of cum exploding out of him. Basically, that was he was waiting. He like every before he died, he kept trying to submit these lines for O'Brien to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Waves and waves and waves. I remember. I remember reading the passage talking about Ben and laughing too because that's what he was saying. (laughs) The orgy. He said he just wanted like an orgy going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me some homosexuals and some lesbians. Homosexuals and lesbians? Yeah, wow. absolutely. <laughs> Crazy. I feel like he would have been a big fan of Spartacus. Uh, of everything. He just loved sex. 
It's and I gotta I just I don't know if it was Majel that hurt him, or if it was the women who came before Majel, or if it was the women who you know turned him down on those casting couches and made his ego feel like you know little hand Trump or something. But he toward the end. It was all, I mean, like he tried to be this progressive and this, you know, equal thing in the future. But then behind the scenes, he'd be like, you know, goddamn broads is ruining everything. But now in the future, there, it's it's all equal. It's Everybody's the same, but goddamn a broad. I won't be such a dirtbag in the future. They won't a goddamn, a goddamn broad will rip your cock off in a heartbeat. Cause then yeah, he's, he's both a visionary and a realist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, it was scary. <clears throat> So, yeah, so they find this planet, and all, on this planet, is just a, they're just a bunch of sick people. They have this – With a sickness. They have this crazy, crazy disease. Yeah, because they get and, the distress call that they're under attack. Yeah. You know? So they send O'Brien and Dax. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> huh. Or not O'Brien. They send Julian and Dax. Yeah, they send Julian and Dax. In my mind, they're always intertwined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, what I don't get is why they didn't all beam down. Because usually that's the thing. Yeah, I don't, like, why didn't Kira beam down? She's just like, eh, there might be uh, lepers. If anybody's good in a fight, it's going to be Kira. But she's like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. You got this. A space attack. Somebody's got to watch the spaceship, so I'm going to hang out up here. I gotta finish reading the second volume of the fifty-year Star Trek story, dude. It's good about waves and waves of cum. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good book. I I I implore you to read it. If you're a fan of Star Trek, read this book. It's it, both of them. They're great. Like they're. Or really, if you're a fan of waves of cum, waves yeah. and waves of cum exploding, Jenny, exploding out of G. Roddenberry. Regular, Sorry, I got Regular listeners will know that I've interrupted several of our previous episodes to discuss something that I'd read that week from uh, one of the two volumes, and uh, I'm only six hours away from the end. It's cool. I am. Uh, I would. I got this book a couple days ago. I'm on page two hundred and twenty-eight. <laughs> I I just can't stop reading it. It's so good. That's some commitment right there. It's great. I mean, it's really. It's a wonderful book. Um, I really enjoy it. But yes, yeah, so, surprised at how fast you went through uh, the first one. I couldn't put it down. It was just, and it's really, it's a really easy read because it's kind of broken up just in like snippets of like interviews. So it's not like you're reading like prose that you really have to digest and kind and of you pay can attention. put down though. That's the thing is you, you can go through some of these and you can, it's like, okay, here's a good stopping point. Yeah. And the thing is though, it's killing me. And what I think has slowed me down the most is listening to the audiobook version. They do a, uh, they have different people to do the different voices. So, and one thing I did notice is that they have like, um, the guy who does English Dave on GTA Online, um, <laughs> he does the voice for any of the English uh, characters. Or okay, all right. And so they have like different people, but they consistently have the same person do the voice for the actor or the producer or whatever, right? So the guy who does Ronald D. Moore's lines always does Ronald D. Moore's lines. The person who does Patrick Stewart always does Patrick Stewart. So they have this, you know, that consistency going on. But they have multiple people they have multiple characters by the same person like a cartoon yeah. 
so the, yeah, so the guy who does Ron D. Moore might also be doing Gene Roddenberry's voice. Okay. And they try to change it up a little bit. Sometimes it gets a little confusing. And then the other thing is the person reading his character's lines seems like they know how to pronounce the name and the stuff. About, like they did research on their character. But that's it. But nobody else's character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So they, they pronounce all the names wrong. Unless it's a straightforward name, like when they start getting to some of the alien species and some of the alien names, it's unless it's like Worf and that's easy. They're they're just and then like uh, Jolene Blaylock from Enterprise. Uh, yes, they pronounce her name. There's like three different versions of how to pronounce her name on the Paul. Well, no, I'm saying Blaylock, Blaylock. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Blaylock, Blaylock. And uh, Balak. Hot booze. Like and it's just like, yeah. This season seven of nine was played by Jolene Blalock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So they get to this planet and they're doing their thing. They, and they, nobody, nobody really seems too impressed by seeing them there either. Yeah, they, they just beam down. Well, yeah. there's the one guy that's pointing. He, he's doing the – as they walk into town, he's just walking past them pointing. It's like, yes, we see the people in clean clothes. Thank, thank you, George. Thank you for pointing out the people in clean – <laughs> and then he goes over to, like, some other festering person and, and sits down next to him while he still points. And that's, he's not like, look, look. He's just like, point. We're about 10 minutes in and still no McClouds. Nope. No Kurgan. It's nope. bullshit. Like no, no Ramirez. They like, don't even you, have a Scottish accent. Yeah, I mean, like, how do you not? How do you not put someone from the Highlander in this episode? It's from a competing network, and this was just basically their way of going, "Hey, we can use the word too." Well, no, you can't. You, you can't because when I hear, when I saw the title, as soon as I saw mm-hmm. it, I read it. I was like, "This is a Highlander episode," because that's how my brain works. And then the Queen started playing in your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants to live forever? Apparently, <laughs> nobody in this episode. <laughs> yeah, Here the- we are. Born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. <laughs> For a group of people that are all going to die at a certain point, they're really kind of bumming me out. Like, they're just a <laughs> bunch of sad sacks of shit. <laughs> like, I understand your society is just kind of cursed with this blight, but I mean, you can clean up a little bit, right? Like, you don't have to live in constant and filth. Well, the guy's like, yeah, I took a hot bath for the first time and slept in a bed. And, and, and I got up this morning and put on clean clothes. And I'm like, really? Why'd you change out of them? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a planet full of chronically depressed people. Yeah, it's just a bunch of fucking bummers. And they're like, we're all going to die anyway. It's like, if you're going to die, at least fucking go out swing and have some fun. This is, they're I just- mean, after 200 years of this, you know, just wearing down the people, I can, I can kind of see why they would develop the, the whole death worship thing. Yeah, but I mean, clean up. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, Clean up. There's oh, just bother. There's yeah. company over. If if you're depressed, it's just like yeah, I should. Yeah, but off. isn't part of feeling good like looking good, like kind of lying to yourself a little bit? I mean, come on. You'll know, Bob. If you feel good, you look good. You don't and have to live good. in constant shit, man. Like just get a broom for God's sakes, like somebody. 
plant a tree and stop living in space, Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. It's just, it's so terrible. Like, it's just like, I understand that you were dominated by the dominion and like they came and they destroyed your cities and stuff, but like fucking get some fucking bubble gum and some bricks and put them shits together and try to build a wall or fix your fucking buildings. There's holes everywhere. Build a wall. <laughs> yeah. Build a wall, <laughs> man. Build a space wall. And you know what? The Dominion's going to pay for it. That's right. That's right. I don't know if you guys heard that. The Dominion's going to pay for the space wall. That's right. Yeah, but why, why, why bother? <laughs> and the Dominion took away their health care. That's why they're all dying. Yeah. But, but some of the lucky few, um, they get taken to this guy uh, who is going to treat them kindly. Trevion. And then, yeah. What's his name, Dennis? Trevion. Trevion. Yeah. It was apparently a, somewhat of a star back in the 60s. Michael's. Uh, yeah. They shoot horses, don't they? Okay. <laughs> He's French Canadian, which is kind of rad. Yeah. Is it, though? <laughs> It's it's being French, which is cool, and Canadian, which is also cool. I, you know, as a person who lives in the Hampton Roads area, and we are beset by French Canadians every summer. I uh, not not a big fan. Are you a are you a racist man? Oh yes, Canadians. <laughs> oh, your your swimming area it has uh, the bacteria that is not good. Now, are you talking about Canadians? Or are you talking about Canadians? <laughs> No, we're talking about he's a French Canadian, Dennis. Like he's All from right. Quebec. All right. Have you seen well, I mean, when Ben says he doesn't like Canadians, I didn't know if he was. <laughs> I said French Canadians, Quebecois. Yeah. I don't like the Quebecois. That was one of my that was one of my favorite jokes on the critic. If you guys remember the critic, how um, what uh, Jay Sherman was always for like Quebec independence. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I don't, that. I don't remember that aspect of it. <laughs> that was one of his things. Like he was really big into uh, Quebec independence. I don't know why I remember <laughs> "Viva la France, Viva Quebec." I remember that line specifically for some odd reason. You've got the DVD of that, don't you, Jenny? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank God. I thought that was lost. Talk about a show that's completely ahead of its time. Yeah, Absolutely. no kidding. Missed that. I should go down there and watch it when we're done. Yeah, you have it on DVD. It's not like yeah. you, you know, all you got to do is just put it in. But isn't the task of putting a DVD into a DVD player? It's a fucking chore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just... like, if it's not on Netflix, even though it's it's like it's on the top shelf of my DVDs. So I have to, like, reach way up there because I'm short. So <laughs> I have to reach to get it and then go down there, like, 10 whole feet away it's almost like exercise no i the worst is this weekend i wanted to watch a movie the movie (laughs) is on the shelf across the room from me i see it on the shelf but i can hit the the rent for 3.99 on amazon (laughs) (laughs) or i can walk across but the ac's out and i'm sticky and if i move i'm not in front of the fan i don't even think the ac is an excuse you just you know, it's the but it added. I would have done it anyway, but now I actually have a reason. It's it's like, okay, I'm not gonna move. Oh shit, there's no AC. I'm definitely not gonna. Mm-hmm. Somebody come here and hit this rent button for me. I just can't bring. <laughs> I can't do it. Thankfully, my son was visiting, and I'm like, help help your father out. Push the the rent now. And he's like, but dad, you've got it on the shelf. I'm like, don't sass me, boy. <laughs> Either push the button or go get your brother to come do it. So. I may be lazy, but I'm still your dad. <laughs> don't make uh, me get your brother. Don't make me get your brother in here to whip your ass. 
I'll get your sister to come in here with her uh, her Tybo fighting and, and kick your ass, boy. But yeah, so I guess like a lucky few get to die peacefully in this kind of hotel. They end up there because that lady is like, please take me to Trevi and take me to the hospital. They're like, oh, okay. So they take her there and they they take the lady to the back room and kill her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a brick. Yeah. Oh, where did she go? Oh, we took her to a farm. Yeah. Oh, she died. Don't worry. <laughs> She's at a she's at a farm. Yeah, yeah she's at a she farm. She crossed the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's in what she call Valhalla now. <laughs> and Julian, um, being a doctor with a real god complex, is like, how dare you kill her? Like, that's terrible. I can't yeah. believe it. And this the, guy, his indignity is just like yeah. this is is totally uh, you know taking Kevorkian to task basically by Star Trek, which yeah. kind of surprised me that they would go that hard in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely went all in on this thing, but I guess... Yeah. And the, but they never pull back from it, like, oh, okay, I can understand how, why your culture is like this or whatever. They're just like, yeah, because yeah, usually they try to it, present kind of both sides. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I can understand why like, they're in such pain. You know, you want to relieve their pain. Yeah. They kind of like made a half-ass attempt at that, but then we're just like, yeah, but it's still wrong. Yeah, I think they, it felt to me like this was more like the science will solve it as opposed to like, I respect your culture. Yeah. Almost. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. was, this was that episode, like science is better than your way of life. <laughs> yeah. Like you, like, you know, at the end of the episode, both sides are supposed to learn something in Star Trek usually. Yeah. But this one is like, Julian's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Julian's like, nah, son. Yeah. What was that directive about not interfering with other cultures, ways of life? <laughs> yeah. I thought about that too. Yeah. The- <laughs> the directive of Amazon prime, but like they prime had, prime. yeah, prime, prime, it's Amazon prime directive. Um, no, Rodimus prime. Rodimus. Yeah. No, that's Optimus prime. Is it Optimus prime? There's oh, nothing Rodimus. to be optimistic about on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> this was Sadimus prime. <laughs> Not to be confused with Sodomus prime, which can get you arrested in six days. <laughs> and God will come down from heaven and burn your village. Yes. I want to watch that transformer. Which, uh, <laughs> speaking of sodomy, apparently this started out as their AIDS episode. I would love to do uh, a, a transformer, Sodomist Prime, and he just goes around fucking everybody. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. There, there, ha- there has to be me. Transformers porn parody. <laughs> Look, Sodomist. Transformed into a double sided dildo. Yeah. Transformers, people ask vibrations him to, inside. People ask him to stop, and then somehow he ends up on the Supreme Court of Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the matrix of leadership. Please stop. Please stop. Please. And these motherfuckers, like, they have the House and the Senate. They can nominate anybody. Why does this have to be this guy? Like, I just don't get it. Like, what's so special about Kavanaugh? Well, I almost missed us changing lanes there. I just, it was, <laughs> is, is this is this the political portion of the uh, podcast? It was just, it was I mean, just, how um, many Supreme Court candidates do you know, Bob? Well, but what I'm saying is they're, they're Congress and they should know lots more than me. I'm sure there's got to be somebody out there who's just as qualified as this guy who's not like a fucking serial molester slash penis shower. Well, they're, they're working off a list curated by the Heritage Foundation. So they, have to, <laughs> they have to ask them first who they want, and then that's who they vote for. Let's see if there's any Catholic priests available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're good judges of character. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anywho, so <laughs> Sodomist Prime shows up and then he starts sodomizing everybody. And they're like, look, man, why don't you go back to your fucking pl- planet of robots? And he's that's, like, that's the cure. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, my robot dong is the cure. He, he sodomized everybody on Cybertron. So now he's coming to Earth cyber- <laughs> to sodomize everybody here. <laughs> that's the next Transformers movie. Dun, dun, dun. They literally run out of plots by now. <laughs> Sodomist Prime. <laughs> That's the, actually the last one's about King Arthur. Of all the Transformers movies, you just probably missed the subtext. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, Sodomus Prime. I've already got racist Transformers. Why not have a sexually assaulting one? Yeah. Yo, I love hip hop music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking robot in blackface. Like, how are they able to do that? Like, I still don't understand. That's right, Sambo Prime. <laughs> Sambo. <laughs> Is that how it's pronounced? It's Sambo, but whatever. Okay, because like, th- that was I heard someone pronounce. I'm trying it. to get underneath the radar, so they call it Sambo. <laughs> Sambo. They were from overseas. It's Brazilian, and they were saying, "No, uh, in America it's they, they have uh, these uh, uh, what you call uh, the Sam the and they called it uh, it was it was Sambo in parodies, and it's not popular. It's it's good here, not in America." And I'm thinking, some, have I been saying it wrong all my life? I mean, I'm from Alabama, but damn. If anybody's going to know, Ben. <laughs> I came to Virginia and learned words. Yeah. <laughs> well, God damn. Like, I used a couple of words until my ex-wife was like, that's racist. <laughs> I'm like, really? I had no idea. <laughs> I was offended as a Southerner. I'm like, I thought we invented most of the racist. Tom <laughs> <laughs> was a man from Alabama could say his uh, pornographies and, uh, you know, not worry about such things as, as a lawsuit. And we could make fun of the minorities and the women. <laughs> Tom was. Tom was. I'd piss off a riverboat and it would land on a colored gentleman and he'd say, thank you, Mr. Twain. And I'd say, ooh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Is there a woman I can piss on? <laughs> Tom was. But yeah, so um, they're definitely going on. Uh, no Google search results for Sodomist Prime. So I think we have an opportunity. To ooh, man, we really got to take advantage of this one. <laughs> Sodomist Prime. There's got to be somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Are you saying we- we're not clever? Ben, get on the internet and look this up. <laughs> we can't be the first people to come up with Sodomist Prime. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anywho. So, the quickening dude, um, Brazier's bummed out, and then he gets all of his medical equipment. He's like, you know what? I'm fucking Julian Brazier. I'm gonna fix <laughs> Are you? I'm going to fix all this. And so then they have like a medical montage where people start giving him blood and samples and stuff. And he's, it, it's doing pretty well. Like he's doing good, you know, and he, everything's I wish going. there was like a, there was some music underneath the montage. Take it to the limit. There's no easy way out. <laughs> That'd have been good. But there was clearly music montages and like. Julian runs up a mountain for some reason. <laughs> These Russians in a limo are chasing him. He starts yelling the name of the disease as he's running up the mountain. Quickening! Quickening! Trivion! Yeah, so, and like, my favorite part... It would have been awesome if the end of this episode was a boxing match between Julian and Trevion. (laughs) 
That's in the quickening four. If I could change, and you could change, maybe we all can get rid of this blight. Ben's on the phone. He's calling his lawyers to make sure. Getting clearance for Sodomus Prime. Sodomus Prime. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, and my favorite part of the episode were just like the grumpy people. Like, you're not going to fix this disease. Like, you're yeah, a real yeah. dick. The guy who looks like a clone of Robert Englund for some reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. Look like Freddy Krueger without yeah. all the burnt up stuff. Without all the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> without all the regalia of Freddy yeah. Krueger. He's like oh natural, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, just all blighted up. Yeah, he's all blighted up and he's like, you're a dick. Everybody hates you. <laughs> you, should you should leave. Let me see what you're doing. I'm interested yeah. now. Yeah, get out of here. I suppose you want my blood and semen, right? Get out of here, Dewey. <laughs> you don't want no part of this shit. <laughs> Turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. Turns all your blight feelings into blight feelings. <laughs> Turns all your pain into waves and waves of cum. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I think I watched some of that. <laughs> waves and waves of cum exploding <laughs> out of your body. <laughs> New from Roddenberry.com. The <laughs> Cum Wave 9000. Drink some of that Roddenberry wine. <laughs> Waves and waves of gum. I just I, realized uh, halfway through all of this that uh, there's the old thing when you're recording a podcast that people around you only hear half of the conversation. Uh-huh. And then there's the other thing that since my AC is off, I just remembered that my window is open, so I'm projecting <laughs> my half of the conversation. Waves and waves. <laughs> you're going to get a knock on your door. I Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hey, it's Chris Hansen. I you're you're the guy from T. Oh shit! I've heard you're interested in waves and waves of cum. Yes. No, you oh, see, uh, Mrs. my name Ferguson. is Sodomus Prime. <laughs> Ferguson, when I was making those racial comments, I was using an accent, and when you do an accent or a funny voice, that means it's not true, and you don't really believe in that stuff. I would never piss. Take him away. <laughs> I would never piss on a woman or children or even minorities. Even my own children. Ew. But yeah, so... Um, Weird. They start, I guess, like, Julian's able to kind of work this out, and things are taking place, and people are getting better, but then all of a sudden, they all yeah. just start dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, hey, scan him with your fancy uh, space medicine machine. Oh, shit, that made it worse. <laughs> and then Trevion shows up with his pocket full of poison, ready yeah. to go to work. And the whole episode, I will say this about it. The whole episode, you I get thought, a suicide pill. And you get a yeah, suicide pill. I thought the disease was coming from the other doctor. Like, I thought this disease was of his making. And, like, he enjoyed the power he had over these people. That would have been the quickening. Like he was gaining all their powers. By yeah, that would have been cool, right? <laughs> well, some, didn't they say that, you know, he's lived with the disease the longest? It's like, yeah. oh, somehow. Somehow, some way, you're, you're fine. And then like somebody like pushes on one of his lesions and it just kind of smears and they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Dude, you're not even sick. What the <laughs> fuck, guy? Been telling everybody that to ease the pain, they should suck him off. <laughs> well, does it work? Works for him. For me, <laughs> I feel better afterwards. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel great. <laughs> waves and waves. And waves. 
After about that third wave, though, it starts to hurt a little bit. So I have to take a break. He was so mad at Julian for trying to cure it. He's like, God damn it, man. (laughs) You get so much dick sucking from this. Waves and waves and waves of cum. On the next episode of Fifty Shades of Trek. (laughs) Gene Roddenberry, total psychopath. I'm totally into it, though. He's such a visionary. It makes me feel <laughs> like, again, I'm reading this book and I'm loving every minute of it, but it makes me feel like if he heard this podcast, he'd be like, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> like, out, Dork Trek is the Trek that he wanted to make, but the studio mm-hmm. off in the sense <laughs> mm-hmm. pulled back from it. There's I'm a actually broad... a bit proud that like we got to the essence of what he was actually trying to go for with yes. Dork Trek. Yes, because our definition of joy on this podcast is waves and waves of gum exploding from our <laughs> fucking genitals. So it's much in Roddenberry's vision. <laughs> waves <That's> and waves. <laughs> like, what? The audacity to describe your cum as waves and waves. Like, that's a lot of cum, man. <laughs> Think it, about that. It happened one time and he can't, he can't let it go. Yeah, there's that one that time one. with a tie whore when I was in the Army Air Corps in World she War II. my prostate. <laughs> she, she did this thing with a basket, a prostate massager, and two gallons of uh, Dawn liquid soap. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it took me to places the cattle pride that that mankind well that that's the finisher right there dennis you, you don't you, apparently you've not been to, to taiwan or uh thailand that's where the vulcan came in. <laughs> that's that's why we call that the spocker and, and <laughs> the spocker. she she hit me with one of them just as the cattle prod hit and 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 you seen that Highlander thing, and you saw the quicken, and you you know what I'm talking about, because that's what it feels like. Mm. Except it's followed by the waves and waves of of my orgasmic cum stream. <laughs> <laughs> Major always hates when I tell that story. <laughs> yep. So that's all I got now. <laughs> Awkward silence. I think, I think that's all anybody has. Waves. I'm, we're I'm, all spent. We're all, we're all still <laughs> imagining every call. Waves and waves and waves. Once you finish, I would recommend you find a copy of this. What's that? Motion this picture. is the novelization of Star Trek The Motion Picture huh. written by Mr. Gene, Gene Roddenberry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Does it have the lesbians and the... His true vision. Oh, yeah. Is, it, is it really written by Gene Roddenberry the way the Star Wars novel was really written by George Lucas? Um, I think I think uh, there is a lot more of Gene Roddenberry in this book than there was of George Lucas in his book. And if like you, It was printed with his cum. Yes, and waves and waves of it. Like Gene Simmons with the fucking kiss comic they put his blood in it yeah in the ink is gene roddenberry's ways and ways and ways <laughs> um no because if you read the book smackdown that is my bookmark i that's if how you I read it. the if you read the book roddenberry rewrote everything like so stuff would get to him and he would just rewrite it oh and my then, god that, and then that he was would, so painful <laughs> then he would just slap his name on it and people were like what the fuck <laughs> i mean he sent his like he the what was it harv bennett was overseas or something or the producers were overseas yeah, yeah. and they were supposed to like send a packet i think i talked about this on a previous episode but they were like gene you're not going to write this we want this other guy to write it so the other guy writes up his draft 
Gene's secretary intercepts it, takes the other guy's draft out, puts Gene's draft in, and sends it on. Yeah, it's they don't realize it. So the, the the producers or whatever they're reading this and like this is bullshit. Yeah, this is crap. Crash. And they call up the guy who was supposed to be writing it, and they're like, we expected so much from you, but God, this is bullshit. This is, this is the kind of bullshit Roddenberry was writing. And then he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then they confront Roddenberry about it. And, and Susan Sackett, um, who I know he had to be banging the entire time. Yeah, um, his assistant. Like, oh, um, well, Gene, you see, and it's just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just, but it was constantly him sabotaging the stuff to try to get his stuff in. Yeah, it was great. It's a great read. I'm telling you, you guys, you have to read the book. Like it's so awesome. Both volumes. Yeah, it's good, dude. It's really enjoyable. Although they they made a huge mistake on, uh, like I said, they're talking about Enterprise in the section I'm listening to now. Uh huh. And they were talking about uh, the guy who plays uh, um, Ensign May, uh, Mayweather or okay. Merriweather on uh, is it mayweather or Merriweather? anyway the guy that was driving the ship on uh enterprise uh-huh. floyd mayweather, yeah. and they may yeah floyd mayweather mm-hmm. ends in mayweather and they say that uh he's you know starting out as ends in mayweather he was soon promoted to uh, mako sergeant and i'm just i was like Wait, what there's a mirror universe episode where he's a mako sergeant but you you don't get promoted to sergeant from ensign yeah that that's not how it work Mako, was he like uh painting cars or something yeah the, well, <laughs> fourth season uh that's when they they opened the chop shop better get makeup better, better get, get it Mako. and for 29.99 they would repaint your starship uh, that's a i mean that's a really good deal because starships are really big mm-hmm. so now with the blade of armor coating yeah so they all die and then I guess he was supposed to sit out there for like 12 days or whatever. And the 12 days comes and goes and Julian still hasn't solved the problem. Again, even Julian mentions it. Like it's a little egomaniacal to think that like this disease has been around for like 300 years and he's just going to fix it in like fucking 12 days. But he sends everybody back to deep space nine. And he's like, I'm just going to stay here and fix it. They don't even fight him over it. They're like, yeah, right. they're like, all right, later. Oh, thank God we're rid of him. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're going to miss Julian. He's such a good dude. Try and walk down the promenade without getting accosted by him. Oh, Julian, you're really sad. Warp nine. (laughs) Go, 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 go. The only person that's sad about it is Garrick because he has to start grooming some other Starfleet junior officer. Mm -hmm. How fast can this thing go? Make it go faster. So, yes, they leave him there, and Julian kind of does some research and some science and some blood spinning and some – other stuff and lady's getting sicker and yeah he, you know she just wants to live as long enough so that her, she can see her baby be born yes because she wants she's pregnant because that's the the person who believes julian the most is this pregnant lady and i'm sure julian's just doing all this to fuck her <laughs> like i'm pretty positive because he doesn't want to catch this weird disease he's like i gotta cure this bitch so i can fuck her because <laughs> i'm not sure if it's an std or not <laughs> Come on. I wasn't the only one thinking that. Nope. <laughs> I, I, I got to cure her before she delivers the baby because if you, if you bang a pregnant chick, they can't get more pregnant. <laughs> and I will give her Why a are you bringing the latex replicator down there? <laughs> Mind your own business. Because I need gloves, okay? I need gloves. Right. <laughs> You've seen the plane. It's not sanitary. One yeah, finger gloves. Lots of gloves. <laughs> one finger gloves. 
Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe condoms would sell better if they were called one fingered gloves. Yeah. <laughs> one fingered glove. What finger does this go? Oh. <laughs> How thick does the latex have to be, though, before you fuck this lady with the weird lesions That's and why veins? all this testing. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julian is trying to figure out how thick the latex has to be. <laughs> he wants the, the thinnest possible latex latex. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a real catch twenty two here. So I want to feel I want to feel something. Because he wants to have waves and waves of cum come out of his penis. Exactly. Yeah. But then he doesn't want to die from this terrible sexually transmitted disease. So he's kind of like, Ooh. <laughs> Never banged a pregnant chick. That's the whole Larry David. <laughs> waves and waves, <laughs> waves and waves of cum. Start weighing the positives and negatives here. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what life is, though. It's a series mm-hmm. of calculated risks. Mm-hmm. That you gotta you gotta take some risks. Yeah. And Julian is all about calculated risks, especially when it comes to getting his nut on. But I, I, so he goes through the whole rigmarole, and somehow, some way, he uh, he's given this. Figure lady. out why these antigens keep disappearing in her body. Yes, I put them right there. Like I mean, yeah. I just. <laughs> I don't understand. It's you... fun to me though how Julian doesn't understand how like pregnancy works because like because he doesn't understand women at all. I think yeah. he he would have to understand that women react differently medically than men do but he's so conceited he's like the stereotypical 1950s man where it's like well i don't know if this medicine will work on you you don't have a penis i mean the clue should have been hey these kids everybody is born with this disease Mm -hmm. so you think he'd want to study oh well now i can analyze like what stage of development they actually contract it Mm -hmm. you know the fetus contracts it so he should have been scanning the kid to see didn't even think about it no dummy well i might i might accidentally uh (laughs) hurt the baby and i'm fine because apparently according to star trek euthanasia bad abortion yeah we're okay i'm pumping all this medicine into this kid and i have no idea what's happening where is where is this medicine going this lady nothing's working the the disease must be processing it out of her system i I need to start tasting her piss to see (laughs) (laughs) out in her piss that's the only way we can be sure it's the only way to be sure. Yeah. I don't want to do this. It's for I science. Need, I need urine samples. Yes. I science. need to save this woman. I, I need by having her who, shit on me. I have. I need somebody <laughs> who has taken the the antidote to piss in a cup, and somebody who has not taken the antidote to piss in the cup. Then, without me knowing it, you put those cups and you mark them A and B, and we're we're gonna go the uh, the the old Pepsi cola, challenge. The the pissy uh, pissy cola <laughs> challenge. And I will taste which one is antidoted and which one is not. And then uh, I will decide she lives or she lives. And, and then what I should do too, I think, is pour all this piss on myself. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a real way to figure out. Uh, so, does somebody have my iPod my, uh, with my R. Kelly track? That, that would, drip, drip, drip. I'm going to pee. I got I to spill all this pee on me. And I, you know what? I probably should be masturbating too while all this is happening. Just... Just for science. By the way, is your window still open, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) 
Science. I've already had a neighbor text me. Is everything okay at your house? Yes. I'll be up in five minutes. Shut up or I'll beat you too. Hey, I'll be, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> it's not Thursday. My daughter's here. Stay away. <laughs> so then we figure it all out. Bada boom, bada bing. The kid comes out and doesn't have the disease. So Julian was able to cure the disease in the offspring, not in the actual. Yeah. He made a vaccine. He made a vaccine. And then a bunch of people were like, I don't know about that vaccine. It causes autism. And he's like, you know what? You're right. And then he just leaves. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you just get that moment where Julian is just like, you know, you're right. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> blow up this goddamn planet. <laughs> No, maybe the Dominion was maybe the Dominion was on us out in here. <laughs> yeah, they, they reprogrammed the bi- the uh, the beacon, so instead of saying you know send help, it starts broadcasting. The Dominion's a bunch of pussies. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jim Hadar can't do shit. F you Dominion. And then that's the episode. Uh, then Julie goes back to Deep Space Nine, and he's still trying to work hard and figure it out. Yeah. And at this point, uh, I was like, whatever happened to that Quark storyline that they started at the very beginning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the end of it is like when he grabs the little rod from O'Brien to start cleaning out all the viruses he put in there. Yeah, it was like the most useless, shortest B story. But I've I will ever say, seen. yeah, that, yeah, there's no B story. But I will say, for all the useless bullshit they usually put in these episodes, I did like this one. I, I did too. Yeah. I wanted to see more of that. Yeah. I agree. I thought it was super cute and funny. Like, like it was chasing him around the promenade with yeah. his mug in his hand. The Benny Hill <laughs> I really enjoyed all the 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 fucking spam. His bat left whenever yeah. he tips his bat left and <laughs> plays a song. Come to Quark's. Quark's is fun. <laughs> Look, you Quark. <laughs> and then that's the episode. That would be a TNG episode where the virus takes over all the ships computers oh yeah that song is just playing non-stop and people are being driven insane by it yeah oh yeah and then we hear about the stuff going on on the uh, quickening planet yeah it's like oh yeah julian and the team there was a sickness that he had to cure it over meanwhile in the more ep- interesting episode <laughs> <laughs> so uh james what did you think of the episode buddy uh it was a good episode um you know, it, it it was what it was. Could have been better if Adrian Paul was there, but um, <laughs> I would say it was probably a seven. I'd give it a seven. It was entertaining. That, that was a very non-committal seven. <laughs> I didn't really put that much thought into it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with that. I like how you're not a lot of thought is like a seven. Like that's your seven. It was only waves of cum. Not yeah, so it's, yeah, so I think that's how we're going to re- start doing so the episode. This, this episode waves of wreck was by far better than the episode we were talking about. Well, that happens from time to time. Um, but uh, I don't know. I liked the episode. I thought it was cool. Like I, I enjoyed the character study of Julian. Like he's 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 kind of never gonna quit trying to get his fuck on, <laughs> like no matter what problem arouses him. Mm-hmm. That is like, his driving motivation yeah. for everything. Save the entire planet just so that he can get laid. Look, if Maybe. I save, he's gonna come back and like 
28 years and be like, your mom died. Yes, but I made sure that the disease was gone. Now suck me off, beautiful <laughs> disease-free ladies and gentlemen, I guess, whatever. I'm going to give this episode a six and a half. I, I enjoyed it. I agree with you. Uh, it's It was enjoyable. I had a lot of problems with like little things in the plot that just kind of didn't make sense. Like it just doesn't seem like the society would have been able to continue for 200 years if they're dying that quickly, you know, like if they're unable to even have kids, like how, yeah. how are they continuing? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little things like that that just didn't make sense. But at the same time, like I just, it was an enjoyable episode. So I'm going to give it a six. Yeah. Because like, if you must really enjoy fucking, um, if, if it's, if procreation is going to lead to the further kind of de- development of your downfall, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like this disease could end it immediately. Like, Oh yeah, everybody gets it. So well, let's just stop procreating. Mm-hmm. I mean, and how are people even living to the point that they can have kids? You know, if it's, yeah. if it hits them at a certain well, I mean, point, like yeah, you even said it that it differently. So yeah. Um, and you know, to be honest, like, I expected that guy, what was his name? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I expected him to have been doing something like he was, he was working with the dominion or something. And like when he was supposedly helping them, he was actually like making it worse because it seemed like every time he would come in, the lady was just getting sicker and sicker. I, yeah. Up to something. I, and he wasn't. I agree. Are Are you dying? Do you want, do you want my death medicine? I was, I was, I don't want to say kind of shockingly surprised that he wasn't the catalyst, but when it didn't turn out that way, I was like, huh, it was almost like I was disappointed that I wasn't, that it wasn't so kind of uh, obvious. Right. the The thing that got me with Trevion is when he gave Julian the warning. It's like, you know, the people who've gotten our hopes up in the past have suffered the consequences, and it's way worse than the quickening. Yeah. So I thought after that first wave of patients died and he went back, and they were like, hey, the witch doctor's back. Let's string him up. And then you'd have that last 15 minutes of the episode with Julian having to, like, run and hide until he came Even at, at this point in their society, they, like, have no motivation to do anything, even yeah. to murder somebody mm-hmm. for giving yeah. false hope. They just don't care. Yeah, it's like, ah, it's that fuck face. All right, whatever. Hey, nice cure, dick face. (laughs) (laughs) I'll show you. I'm going to (laughs) die. How's that for come up in In your face, (laughs) Earth man? Hey, Federation, I don't got no hope. I showed you. I'm (laughs) dead. Dennis, what do you think? So I I think this is like probably a seven for me. I enjoyed it a lot. One thing I really enjoyed about it, surprisingly, was the lady... Acoria, uh-huh. like she, the actress, she was really good at acting like she didn't understand what they're talking about. Whenever they said like those little idioms or whatever, like you know, mm-hmm. the doctor will see you. Just have a seat and wait. And she's like, "What?" You know, like her her dumb face look was really good. I thought mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the regular. She does dumb it a face. lot in the episode. Like whenever Julian says something, and she doesn't understand. Manner. She's like, "What?" Are you tra- are you it, trying it, to- it seemed like she really didn't understand English. Do you want me to take my shirt off? Yeah. And it, it wasn't like annoying, like the prophets, like Jenny points out. In the- oh, God, this is the worst. Yeah. What, what is time? What is baseball? <laughs> what is door? 
You exist here and there? <laughs> what is there? <laughs> what is wormhole? What is yeah, no, she, was, she was very not annoying in the way that she was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel she was dumb in a, in a not painful way. Uh, ben, what do you think, buddy? Uh, I think I'm going to round it out with a seven. Um, enjoyed the episode. Uh, you know, there, it, it was good to see Julian fail, but then to see how he reacted to it was to just not give up. And like his dedication to medicine is, you know, it's like that, that is what he wanted to do was come out here and practice frontier medicine. So he had his chance in this episode. Yeah, I dug it, man. I thought it was fun. I, I had to read ahead, though, because I'm like, God, did he, like, I don't recall this coming back up again. And I was wondering, did he just, like, spend the rest of the series, like, working on this in his spare time or something? I hope and, so. Well, in a later episode, there's, like, a medical conference on uh, Romulus. And uh, there's a Federation Romulan conference that's being held. And when he gives uh, a speech about the disease, apparently the Romulans are like, hey, could you replicate that virus and possibly introduce it into a society as kind of like a biogenic weapon? <laughs> no, no. I'm looking for a cure. Well, yeah, but if you gave us some samples, <laughs> theoretically, maybe we could help you with it, but we'd need some test cases. <laughs> is, is that crossing a line? If, if this was a Twilight Zone episode, then at the end it would be like, you know, 15, 20 years later, an old gray julian has finally found the cure and he goes back to the planet and everybody's died there's just a bunch no, of baby corpses around found the cure. <laughs> a bunch of baby corpses <laughs> yeah they didn't have the disease but all the adults died so there was literally nobody to take care of them i don't know if you've met humanoid baby <laughs> useless planet baby first. corpses what if they got there and the planet was just dominated by babies like they're just crawling around. God, like they always were in a perpetual state of infancy. But I, they, I, they were this crazy war-like society. Well, no, we, we had, there was a TNG, I mean, an original series episode uh, like that called Miri. Yeah, yeah, but this, I'm, but those were but kids. Are, yeah, those, yeah. Were, those weren't babies. Yeah, those weren't, I'm talking like infants, like babies uh, crawling, like kind of like Look Who's Talking. That'd be the cutest freaking planet ever. It, it's like Lord of the Flies, <laughs> toddler edition. <laughs> Look Who's Talking planet. <laughs> Yeah. See, I mean, that's that's literally all, one of the reasons I didn't realize how much that creeped me out. Right, but I, I had, write this down. Uh, but I I had to stop. Who's talking plan? I had who's to stop. Best bit of this <laughs> hey, when this shows up on Discovery, you know, we'll know where it came from. <laughs> but uh, baby, things in, things invented on Dork Trek tonight. Um, Sodomus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> Look who's talking. Look, I'm sorry, but when, when they bring Sodomus Prime onto Discovery, that's where you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you're not even trying to hide it now. But uh, no, I had to stop watching The Walking Dead because a couple of times when they were scavenging for supplies or something, they'd go to like a child care center. You know, like when one of the characters was pregnant, they went to like a, like a, a child care center to get like baby supplies and shit. And I was terrified that they were going to get attacked by zombie babies. And, and for some reason, zombie babies just terrifies the ever-living. It'd be like uh, in Barbarella when the little dolls are uh, trying to bite her. You know, I, I think I've – I mean, I've seen Barbarella a couple of times. I mean, it was hot. I have no 
recollection of what you're talking about, Dennis. That, that's really? how terrified the of dolls, this I am. The dolls with the <clears throat> sharp teeth? That deadly babies terrify me enough that my brain has just blacked that out. I remember the, the space angels. I remember boobs and that, you know, there was a gunfight of some kind. Um, yeah, the Orgasmatron, I think, was in Woody Allen's movie. So that's not it. I'm maybe mixing up some some genres here, but um yeah it's just yeah but zombie babies so if this episode had him come back in 15 years <laughs> and you got zombie babies zombie <laughs> make your nightmares come true beat me, beat to, me it. to it beat me to it that was good well done well done nanny is just some severed legs yeah <laughs> that never moved trivion trivion we have a visitor <laughs> those are just legs yeah i love it I love it. So, yeah. Look who's talking planet. All the babies are telepathic and can communicate through internal monologue. Yes. (laughs) Same thing with the dogs, too. Now, do they all sound like Bruce Willis and uh, Rosie O'Donnell? No, it was Joan Rivers was the other one, wasn't it? I I think it was Rosie O'Donnell. Was it? uh, Wasn't it? Or was it uh, Roseanne? I hope not. I th- I think you're right. I somehow like to combine the two. Yeah, I, in my head, I just I'm I'm still in shock that apparently it's the fucking '80s again. And so I'm. Just like, <clears throat> I thought it was Joan Rivers. Nope. Because it would make sense. But, oh, can we talk? But I I don't think. Uh... You know, and, yeah, uh... it says Joan Rivers was the voice of Julie, uncredited. That had to be a different uncredited. baby. I'm th- I'm thinking. Look who's talking to. Yeah, look who's mm-hmm. talking to was Rose. I, I I think you're you're talking uh, the uncredited Rose uh, uh, was in the first at the end of it when she's pregnant and yeah the baby yeah that was yeah I'm singing the second oh, movie. Oh, not okay. All right, all right. Baby talking through the entire movie. Okay. Yeah, they made three of these things. Yeah, well, don't worry. It'll come back because this week I'm watching Hawaii Five-0, uh-huh. Magnum P.I., and uh, Murphy Brown, and all of them are all new fucking episodes. Yeah. Because I that's heard, the world I live in. But I heard that Magnum P.I. one was awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a couple times, yeah. I was impressed by Hawaii Five-0. So if, if, it's, if, you know, if this is where we're going with remakes, I'm, I'm good. What if on Look Who's Talking Planet – uh-huh. Christy Alley is replaced by um, by the woman by Savick, right? That'd be cool. Like Savick, <laughs> yeah, Savick shows up and it's Christy Alley. That'd be cool, right? And then well, she um, actually, Bob, uh, her name is Kirsty Alley. Okay, <laughs> okay, I thought you were Not gonna get Christy me on the Alley, the pronunciation of uh, the Vulcan, and it's get... uh, Lieutenant Savick. And then um, she tries to raise the entire planet of babies. Don't but then she them. eats them and has to go to Ginny Craig. <laughs> she eats them. Because much like Suzanne, Sum- not Suzanne Summers, who's the, who's, uh, the, the Archie Bunker. Um, Archie! Joke is gone. So, well, there you go, everybody. There's the episode of Dork Trek. Um, James, thanks for coming on, buddy. Sorry we didn't get to do all the Highlander. Do you have any Highlander jokes you want to get out there now while we're no, now that I'm on the spot, the episode would have been twice as long if uh, if this had gone the way that I was hoping it would. You were pushing. I will give you credit, though. You were going for it. Like, you were 
taking. Well, I just, the last time I was on, I just sat there and nodded and smiled during all of the law and order talk. I was like, yes, a tangent Sorry. I can get behind. You got to watch more law and order, dude. Police procedurals is where it's at. No. Speaking of. <laughs> uh, Mr. Uh, Castle, uh, Mr. Firefly, Mr. Uh, what's his name there? Sexy McTight Pants. Uh, Isn't he doing like a TJ Hooker style show? TJ Hooker. I thought Castle was his TJ Hooker, but no, he said, let me take it up a notch. I want to be in the TJ uh, Hooker uniform. And do my version of TJ. He's supposed to be a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, but he's old. He's an old man. That's the joke. He's is it 40, really a joke though, or is it he's just forty five? Like that baseball movie, The Rookie. Yeah. <laughs> no, because that that was rookie actually the year. Yeah, Rookie of the Year was the Cubs yeah. going to the World there Series. There's one called The Rookie, where this guy pitches for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That's a true story. Yeah, it's a true story. He's like thirty eight years old or something like that. Nobody mm-hmm. has ever accomplished anything after the age of forty. That's true. I hope not because I'm 40 now and I'm trying to do things. I just I got really, like two months left. a lot of pressure for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it boggles my – because I've always been old. I mean, that's just the running thing, but I just – Born I, old. It's, you know, I, I think I said this when you guys were over and re-recorded the uh, City on the Edge of Forever. It's like you guys can't be 40 because it, it, when we started doing the show, I was 40, and you guys are all these, you know, kids. Nope. We're all old now, Ben. Yeah. Goddamn millennials are catching up to you. <laughs> I know. Oh, hey, thanks for ruining Applebee's, by the way. Um, I fucking hated that place. Yeah, I was really yeah. happy about that. If you want to ruin more terrible chain restaurants, have at it. I would uh, recommend can... uh, you ruin Ruby Tuesdays next. Yeah, we can send you a Olive list Garden. if you'd like. <laughs> Olive Garden is just salty. Like that's you It's just too much salt. Fuck. It's entirely too much salt. No, they, that's the thing is they don't salt their noodles. Yeah, but they salt everything else. So you don't we have gotta to. got to make up for it. But yeah, the salt would corrode the pots faster, and so they got a better warranty deal if they stopped salting their noodles. Huh. I'm going to salt your noodles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Waves Ooh, and waves of salt. <laughs> it's marinara. You should probably see a doctor about that. Waves and waves of salt. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Dork Trick will be back next week. Um, 